0: The secrets of seeing God move in your life. And it's kind of a funny title because I'm saying it's a secret and it ain't a secret. Like it's all over scripture. You'll see that God is making it very, very plain. But I want to take you today to Mark chapter nine, Mark chapter nine. Uh as we get ready to go there, let me set the, the story up for you and give you a little bit of a backdrop uh, just to what's going on here. So Mark chapter 9, there's a man who has brought his son who is plagued with a demon to Jesus' disciples so that they would pray for him that he might be delivered. And, we, you know, you, you hear demon, you hear evil spirit, and we don't, you don't hear a whole lot about that today in 2024 America you know, you don't hear a whole lot about demon possession, although it's very real. Uh, it, it, is, it is something that does occur. It does take place. Uh, but most of you would say, I've never encountered that. Some of you are like, no, my children are proof. They're, they're, no, you shouldn't be talking like that about your kids. But, um, but, but it just seems like this weird concept or this foreign thought, but it, it is real. And in the Bible, there was a man whose son was genuinely, truly, like, legitimately demon-possessed, brings his son to Jesus' disciples, and they pray for him to be delivered. They try to cast the demon out, and they couldn't. Which is kind of strange because up until this point, they had been with Jesus. Jesus had commissioned them to do miracles. They were seeing signs and wonders. And they were seeing people delivered from demon possession. And now in this situation, it doesn't work and so then Jesus comes into the story, and the dad says to Jesus, brought my son, to your disciples, they couldn't cast the devil out, and Jesus, you know, just kind of like, what am I going to do with you guys, so Jesus effortlessly, uh, without any struggle, cast the in How many guys know that the devil is no match for Jesus? Can we all get on the same page with that right now, just out of 24? You know that whatever you're facing, whatever is attacking you, whatever is plaguing you is no match for Jesus, so Jesus didn't like flex, you you know, he didn't like okay here it comes he's just like get out you know and, and it's done because that's how powerful and strong he is but then the disciples watching all this and like huh so what did he did he wave his hand did we not say it loud enough was he like come out come out like did we say it wrong they're trying to figure this out they're a little bit stumped so much so to where, where we pick up with the story they want to ask Jesus what happened and that's the, stu- that's the verse right here that we're going to look at together. Mark chapter 9, verse 28. This is where we pick this up. If you're ready for this, say, I am. Come on, if you mean it, say, uh huh. Look at it. Mark chapter 9, verse 28. It says, After Jesus had gone indoors, like after this happened, Jesus goes inside. His disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? Legitimate question. Because they're thinking, I know you want us to be blessed. I know you want the young boy to be healed. I know that you wanted the family to prosper. I know because of who you are that you're a good God. I know that you've given us the ability to live in victory, to walk in victory, to minister in victory. Why could we not in this situation? They were confused. Maybe you find yourself there from time to time where you know God, you love God, you believe in God, you read the Bible, but you bump into stuff in life, maybe already even in 2024, and you're like, why isn't this working? I thought God was supposed to help me. I thought God was for me. I, I, I thought he wanted. I've been trying to pray, been praying for my marriage. It's gotten worse instead of getting better. I've been praying for a a physical condition, a health situation, and it hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse. I I thought God wanted me to be blessed. They were confused. So he said to Jesus, how come it didn't work when we try to do it? His answer is really insightful. Uh, it not only spoke to them about what they needed to learn and discover in their walk with God, but it's something that will apply to us and help us in 2024. Look at what Jesus said. He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. Some translations, maybe the Bible that you're looking at, perhaps it has an asterisk there or a footnote that says, this kind can come out only by prayer and, the word is added, fasting. Now, some of you have never even heard of the word fasting. You've heard of prayer, but you never heard of fasting. Others of you, maybe you've heard of the word fasting, or you hear us talking about 21 days of prayer and fasting, and you're like, I don't even know what fasting is. Like, does that mean that you're walking with God, but it's faster in 2024. Like what, what do you mean fasting? Well, as simply as I can state it, fasting would be where you give up an earthly desire in exchange for a spiritual desire. Or most commonly we understand fasting is where you would give up eating a meal So at lunch, instead of having lunch and feeding your physical appetite, you say, instead of doing that, I want to spend time in prayer, and I want to feed my spirit. I want to grow in God. And it's not limited to food. It could also be applied to social media. Uh, Maybe you just have a time to where you're wanting to quiet the noise. You're saying, hey, during this 21 days of prayer and fasting or during one week of it or whatever you feel led to do, you would say, I'm going to stop doing that so that I can focus on God and growing deeper in my relationship with the Lord. So, in Mark chapter nine, as we're looking at this story, you see that Jesus' response to his disciples is that sometimes there are some things that only happen as a result of seeking the face of God, battling in prayer, fasting, looking to the Lord, and experiencing the spiritual victory that way there are things that only will happen when we fast and pray that will not happen if we don't. Which is why it's so important for us as we start 2024 to say, we're going to make prayer a priority. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you top 10 reasons today to make prayer a priority in 2024. Maybe you wrapped up 2023 with some top 10 lists, top 10 songs of 2023, or top 10 movies of 2023, or top 10 books, whatever it was. Well, I want to give you top 10 reasons to make prayer a priority in 2024. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. So I'll just warn you ahead of time, kind of put your, put your seatbelt on, okay? We're going to give you a lot of scripture, but I believe it's going to build your faith. I believe it's going to encourage you to make prayer a priority. But if you have trouble keeping up with us, uh, like we typically always do uh, here at People's Church, you can find our notes for our messages on the Bible app. So you pull up the Bible app, go to the More button, press on More, and then you'll see Events. Click on Events, and then you'll see People's Church as one of the options. Click on People's Church. And then you'll have our notes today and all of the scriptures there. Top 10 reasons to make prayer a priority in 2024. Number one, it's the basis of our relationship with God. Like, why should prayer be important? Because it's how this whole thing started, and it's how this relationship will grow. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and following says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, You will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Look at verse 13 for everyone. Somebody say everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, in other words, when you came to the point of realizing that you could not save yourself, that you needed someone to rescue you, and you put your faith and your hope in God, you started that relationship with a prayer saying, God, please save me. It's the basis of our relationship with the Lord. And, and so we could even follow in the pattern of the guy who, who knew the importance of it. He wanted to start the year off well. And so uh, he, he wanted to grow closer to the Lord and walk with the Lord like never before. So he prayed this prayer. Dear God, so far today, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, or even argued with my wife I'm very thankful for all of that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to have to get up out of this bed. And from then on, I'm going to need a lot more help. Anybody able to relate to that? Like, man, I do pretty good as long as I'm asleep. It's when I get up and get out of bed, things get crazy. But the way that I started my relationship with God and the way I will grow in my relationship with God is saying every day I need to pray. You know MC Hammer had it right, right? we got to pray yeah, y'all, y'all need to Google MC Hammer. That's what's wrong is this world, just generation. You got to pray just to make it today. Number two, look at it. We need to prioritize prayer because through prayer, we can experience the forgiveness of sin. I have purposed in my heart, I want to love God like never before in 2024. I want to be closer to him than ever. But here's something I know about me. I will miss the mark at some point. My wife tends to think I miss it more than I think that I miss it. But here's what the Bible calls when we miss his mark. It's called sin. When we don't live up to his perfect standard, it's called Sin, we miss the mark. I just know this in 2024, despite my best efforts, my greatest intentions, there will be times that I miss the mark. But here's what the devil does. The devil wants you to think, he wants me to think, when we missed it, man, we've really blown it. Now the last thing you want to do now, Scotty, is pray. Pray. God doesn't want to talk to you. You're such a dirty sinner. You've made so many mistakes. He wants us to think that our failure is final. He wants us to think that we're not spiritual enough or religious enough like all those other church people. So instead of praying, he wants us to drift from God. Can I tell you the heart of God is the exact opposite? He does not want us to run from him. He wants us to run to him. That's one of the benefits of prayer is when we realize that even though i miss the mark I can run to him. First John chapter 1 and verse 9 says it this way But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all not some, not most, not a lot, but all wickedness. What wickedness does he cleanse us from? What is that all? All that we bring to him in prayer and say, God, I'm running to you instead of from you. Would you please forgive me? He says, where your sin increases, my grace increases even more. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God? So we prioritize prayer. There's a third reason we prioritize it. Number three is because it helps you to discern the will of God. It helps you to discern God's will. When you come to the book of Acts in the Bible, in the New Testament, you'll see that it's the launching of the church. It's where the church was born and when the where the church story was captured at the beginning there. And they were facing all kinds of decisions, naturally trying to launch the church and build the church and get it established. And they needed wisdom from the Lord. and And, and yet we see in Acts chapter 13 what they did. Despite the fact that they didn't have all the answers, it says while they were worshiping, this is Acts 13 verse 2, while they were worshiping the Lord, and look what it says, and fasting. They didn't have all the answers. They didn't have it all figured out. They had never done that before. Just like you, just like me, we'll bump into things this year that we don't have our minds around. We don't have it figured out. We don't know what we're supposed to do. But we know that God's will and his plan is for us to be blessed. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit speaks to them. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. He gives them the direction that they need, but is found in the atmosphere and the dynamic of praying and fasting and seeking the Lord. I believe this with all of my heart. That as we kick off prayer and fasting, this 21 days of prayer. We're gathering together Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. at each of our campuses. The Edmond campus will be joining us here at the Oklahoma City-Britain campus, but at each of our campuses, 6 to 7 on the weekdays, Saturdays from 9 to 10. As we get together to worship the Lord, to seek the face of God, I'm convinced that there will be stories that will come of the 21 days where people will say, as I was fasting and praying and seeking God, God spoke to me. God showed me something. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what decision to make. I didn't know if I was supposed to take that job or leave this job, if I was supposed to go to that college or if I was supposed to go to this other college. And and yet as you're praying and seeking God, I know I've seen that in my own life, and I believe it's going to happen in others as well. When we pray, we discover God's will. Here's a fourth reason to prioritize it. Number four, it strengthens you. Psalm 105 verse 4 says, Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. There will be times that you're weak, times that you're down, times that you're discouraged, times that you feel overwhelmed. But as you are in the presence of God and seeking God, there would be no other way to describe it except for there's this inner strength that comes from heaven. I had it happen just a couple of days ago. I was thinking about all that I needed to do, all that I was carrying, and I just had my, my normal just praying and, and worshiping and, and sing, singing to the Lord and, 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 and talking to God, and I I found myself just saying out loud at one point, I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And the reason I said that is because I wasn't trying to uh, do it for a sermon illustration or so I could talk to you about it in my own heart. I just needed to be encouraged, and all I know is in that moment, in that time in God's presence, I had this strength that filled me because I was doing my part to seek the face of God. Anybody ever had that happen before? Come on, wave at me if you have. I just want a testimony right now. It happens. We're strengthened. Number five, when we make it a priority, it gives you peace. Psalm chapter 34, verses 4 and 5. The psalmist writes, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for his help will be radiant with joy. One of my favorite passages of Scripture in Philippians chapter 4 where it talks about coming to the Lord and giving him our needs and requests. It says this in verse 6, Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. But in every situation, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Seek the face of God. And look at what happens if we do. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. The way of this world works against peace. So many problems. Wars, the economy, bills health situations, relational struggles that you're going through, things that you can't, all of those things want to eat away at our peace. And listen, if I'm absent from seeking God, pressing into God, spending time praying to God, all of that stress will eat me alive. The anxiety will overwhelm me. But here's what I've learned in my own walk with God, is that when there's less prayer, there's more stress. Less prayer equals less peace. I found this in my own life. More prayer equals more peace. Uh, It's not a magic formula. I'm not saying it's a silver bullet or like this magic wand. I'm just telling you, when you come into the presence of God and you cast your cares on him, it kind of just realigns you and you realize there is someone bigger than me and beyond me who has this all figured out. He started the world fine without me. I think he's okay being in control of this situation or helping me in this circumstance. I think that God will see me through it. I just trust you, God. And here's what happens. He says, when you do it. You'll have a peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't even make sense. You'll have people who know what you're walking through, and they're like, how in the world can you have peace with what you're walking through? They just say, I can't explain it. All I know is it's guarding my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. That's why we prioritize prayer. Number six, another reason, is that it gives you victory over temptation gives you victory over temptation. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, Jesus knew that his disciples were going to be tested. He knew that the enemy was going to tempt them. He didn't want them to live in defeat. He wanted them to live in victory and to overcome it. So what does he tell them to do? Verse 41, watch and do what? Pray so that you will not fall into temptation. That same word was for, that was for them is for us today. The devil will set traps all around you. He knows your weak spots. He knows your bent. He knows where where you are prone to drop your guard. He knows just what to do to get under your skin or to get your eyes off the favor and the blessings of God. He know, and he will attack and he will set traps. But Jesus is saying this, you want to overcome temptation, be steady in praying. Be devoted to praying. And what we know from our story, there are some victories that only happen when you fast and pray you say, I don't want to abuse drugs. I don't want this drinking habit. I don't want to be bound by these addictions. I don't want to be trapped in pornography. I don't want to lose my temper. I don't want to speak dishonestly. Listen, rather than in your own strength, thinking that you can go out and do everything that you're supposed to do. No, no, no. Jesus said, some things only happen when you seek my face, when you feed that spirit man, when you quiet the noise of this world and pull away to me. He says, I will give you a victory, a freedom, a deliverance that is beyond natural. It's supernatural. And we need that in 2024. Number seven, what will it do? It will make you wiser. Anybody think you could stand just to be a little bit wiser? Come on, don't point at somebody if they need it. I'm talking about you, your own life. James chapter one and verse five says, if any of you lacks wisdom, what should we do? Ask God, that's prayer, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. You can be wiser in 2024, and the secret that's not a secret is pray and ask God for wisdom. Number eight, we prioritize it because when we pray, we can experience God's healing. James chapter 5 and verse 13, a familiar passage to many of you, it says, Is any among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And look at what verse 15 says. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. I want you to know that I acknowledge, I admit, I do not understand the mystery and all the sovereignty of God does that work when it comes to healing physical healing or mental health or emotional health that needs the healing of God uh, there are times that I know I've prayed for people and they have been Instantly healed, God touched them, and the physical problem was gone. There are other times I've prayed for others or my own life, and the healing has yet to come, and I don't fully understand that. All I know is when I don't understand what God is doing, I will rest on what I know God has already done. I will put my faith not in my circumstances, but in the certainty of his word. God says, if you're sick, pray and I will heal you. I'm going to say, "Lord, I'll do my part and I trust that you're big enough to do your part." That's why we actually call people forward at our campuses to pray for sick. It's, it, for, for the sick. It's in the Bible. That's why we do that. When we pray, it brings God's healing. Number 9, when we pray, it brings spiritual intervention. Daniel chapter 9 verse 23. It says, "As soon as you began to pray, a word went out which I have come To tell you. Daniel was in a situation to where he needed the help of heaven. He needed guidance and direction. And so he prayed. And the messenger from heaven said said to him, The moment that you prayed, as soon as you prayed, he said, the answer was on the way. I take great confidence in that. I take great encouragement in that, knowing that when I face stuff here in 2024, that God is as close as a prayer, that when I say the name Jesus, he's right there with me. I'm so thankful that when I call out to God and I pray in that split second, heaven moves on my behalf. If you're facing something in your family, you feel like your family is under attack, pray. If you feel like there's something going on that you just can't put your finger on, just like something is off here, run to God and pray. I would encourage you before you enter that difficult meeting, that difficult conversation, before you go into class, before you go into the locker room, walk into that calling on heaven to come and be at your back in the wind and your sails, ask God for his help. Prayer will do that number 10 and finally then I'll give you a few closing application points and we'll be done top reasons why to prioritize prayer number 10 because God rewards those who diligently seek him Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. It's not a secret. It's plain. He made it clear. He said, when instead of getting all caught up in the stuff of this world, you pull away and you put your eyes on me, he says, I want you to know I see that, and I will bless you. When you, instead of trying to fight on everything on your own and make it happen, and in in my pride say, I've got this, I can fix this, I'm going to plow through this, and instead I let go and say, God, I don't have this. I need you. I'm asking for your help. Would you help me? He says, I see you and I will bless you because I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek I don't know what all you'll bump into this year, but my question is, if those top 10 things are true, and I believe that they are, my question would be, why don't we prioritize prayer? I think number one, because sometimes we don't know what to say. If you find yourself struggling to pray, because you're like, I don't even know how to do it. I I have been at this a whole lot of time. I want you to know all of us are growing. All of us are learning what it is to build that relationship with God. You're not alone. But simply stated, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Just make it a priority each day to give your day to the Lord. Just the first 15 as you start your day, five minutes just worshiping God. Maybe some of the songs we sing here at People's Church, you'll put it on a playlist and you just start your morning. Just play that. Worship God. Just five minutes of putting your eyes on Him. Take five minutes to read the Bible. Listen to what God is saying to you. You can use one of the reading plans on the Bible app for that. And then spend five minutes sharing your request with the Lord and asking for His help, committing your day to Him. The first 15. Hey, if you'll come to 21 days uh, of prayer starting tomorrow morning, it will grow you in the habit and the process of what it looks like. I don't know about you, but as I've grown in the Lord, I had to move from a place of just starting off and not knowing what to say. It's like, God, I need your help today. And, uh. You know like I said I, I need your help like I just didn't even know what to say didn't know what to pray didn't know where to go we'll guide you along this week and help you to grow in the practice of doing that why else would somebody not pray number two I think because sometimes we think God will not answer I want you to know he will always answer sometimes the answer is no doesn't mean he didn't answer just means it's no because sometimes y'all pray some crazy prayers Lord, strike my ex with acid reflux. Give it to him, Lord. Crazy prayers. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says slow. It's not a no. It's just a not now. Sometimes it's a go. It's a green light. But he always answers. So pray. Third and finally is because sometimes we're just too busy. We get too busy. Life is full. Activities are crazy. But I'm telling you, make the main thing the main thing this year. Prioritize prayer. Don't feel bad or guilty if you miss a day. Just don't miss two. God's not mad at you, but he knows how much it will help you. So make it a priority. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says that we're supposed to pray continually without ceasing. I want to encourage you to do this. As a matter of fact, would you bow your heads and pray? I want to pray over you right now, and in just a moment, Pastor Rob is going to come and and give you a, a chance to start a relationship with God if you need to do that today. But right now, I just want to pray over you, Lord. Would you help us to prioritize prayer? Help us, Lord, to follow you as we should, to serve you as we should, and to spend time seeking your face. I pray that the next just this 21 days of prayer and fasting will be something that has such a significant impact. We see your blessing and favor on our lives.
1: In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed just for another moment here today. For some of us here today, the first step that you have in seeking God is to make him the Lord of your life. Maybe you've drifted away or maybe you have never just said, Jesus, I give you my life. Give you all that I am. The Bible says that we've all sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God. Not a one of us here today can be good enough to ever earn everlasting life. It's only because of Jesus' death on the cross and us saying yes and receiving his forgiveness, that our sins can be washed away, and that we can have a new life in Christ. And maybe you're here today, and maybe you've never prayed that prayer, and you you've never come to the point of realizing that, man, I I need forgiveness or maybe you're here today. You realize I need to be forgiven. I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Maybe you've drifted away and I need Jesus to to become the center of my life again. If that's you here today, when I count the three, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand and I want to lead you in a simple prayer to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If that's you, would you raise your hand when I count the three? One, two, three. You say, that's me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I see those hands. Anyone else? You say, that's me. Lift your hand. I need Jesus today. You realize I want my sins forgiven. I want to know that I'm going to heaven, not hell. I want Jesus in my life. I need him to forgive me of my sins. I want to be made right with God. If you raised your hand today, I want to lead you in this prayer. The Bible says if you confess it with your mouth, you believe it in your heart, you will be saved. Would you repeat after me if you raised your hand? Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I realize that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I thank you that you sent your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross so that my sins could be forgiven, to pay the debt that I could not pay. I thank you for forgiving me. And for calling me a child of God. In Jesus' name. Amen.